Hello and welcome to Touchline from Casper Els and Mark Cameron. Hello Mark. Hi Cas, nice being back in studio. Very excited about tonight's guest, that's for sure. Definitely excited about the guest. Would you like to introduce our guest? Yeah, I wouldn't mind. Uh, our, we've got our first lady guest on, on show tonight, Marilise van Amerbe, all the way from the Cheetah country. Marilise, welcome to Touchline. Yes, welcome. Thank you so much. But Elise, if I can start with the first question yeah, tell us how did you get involved in rugby? Jeez, like that was completely by chance. Um, uh, I was actually busy with my studies and, um, and I was standing next to the field. I had to do a, um, a, like a, a, a bit of a, uh, what do you call it? Um, I'm going to say, a dienst opleider. But um, I was standing next to, to a rugby field as, as part of my studies, and then um, I, I was able to pass the ball. And then one of the, the old players came to me and said, but they need to field a, a women's team. Would I, would I be interested in playing? And I said, well, I don't know anything about rugby, but I'm, I'm willing. Wow. Oh, so that started incredible. from your student days? I, well, not, not really. My second studies, so um, I was it's really, really fairly late in life that I was introduced into rugby. It was like just, uh, I think I was 26 or 28. There. Yeah. And then from there, how did it progress? Um, well, I, I enjoyed the game tremendously. And then um, I had the opportunity to play Springbok Trials and um, I wasn't selected that, that year. Um, and then uh, after playing Sevens IPT, I was... Um, I was uh, elected to to join the elite squad, um, the Springbok squad, and and then uh, from there we played as emerging box. We played um, sevens tournaments, and um, and and I made it into to the squad at a very late age. <laughs> oh, beautiful! Yeah, and then obviously when you decided to hang up your boots and that, you took on a different approach, but you're still involved in in rugby, and part of that is you, the Cheetahs head coach. Uh, the women's coach, obviously, in the free state. And you're also doing development and you're trying to get the youngsters uplifted and get them through the system. So if you can tell us something or a little bit about that. Um, well, I, I have a passion for, for, for the game. Um, we have, uh, well, I, I started officiating while I was still playing and and um, they 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 changed the, um, the the setup here back home that that we were allowed to play and and officiate yes. at the same time oh. uh, because I wanted to do them both and and I have to say that they the one really aids the other yeah, um, the, the the law knowledge really helped my game and vice versa um, and and I also know it's it's a bit of a struggle a, a struggle and I also know where the world is oh. um, with regards to where we are. Um, and, and, and we really need to, to improve the game. And um, so on Saturday mornings, I, I would just create a post and, and then on Saturday mornings, invite anyone that's, that, that, that's willing to, to come and train or, or someone that's just interested that knows nothing about the game. Um, uh, so just to, to do a bit of skills and, and so on. Isn't, isn't it easier if there's a, for the lack of a better word, but easier being a Springbok women's coach and obviously a lot of the women would have followed you um, and then to get involved in trying to bring them onto the field because obviously in, in women's rugby in South Africa 
um, has been a late developer, if I can put it like that. Nowadays, obviously, everyone is pushing for the woman, and rightfully so. Um, but did you find it easier because people could relate to you? Obviously, it made your job easier because you've been exposed to the highest level already. And sometimes if you speak from that point of view, you actually have more respect in the yes. people say, wait a minute, this guy coach or lady coach was a springbok before. She obviously knows what she's talking about to lure those people to come and play for you guys. Oh, definitely. I think so. Um, and especially if the knowledge get out. But I think the way um, I went about it was was from a playing point of view. I went into an offici officiating time. Mm -hmm. And so the youngsters don't really know me. Yeah. Um, so they, they couldn't really follow me as, 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 for instance, Rossi was a player coach and, mm -hmm. and, and they're from there of his coaching um, mm -hmm. career to go. So, um, but... But but it, it really makes a difference when, when, when the knowledge gets out and they and they realise okay but the the coach has been there and I and I also think that um, when uh, when 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 we get into a session and they realise uh, what what we put in and they can really learn um, and 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 it's also easy to, to coach the girls because they're so eager to learn yeah. so um, we 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 gain huge um, like. Uh, um, there's huge changes in, in, in what happens like on a Definitely. Saturday morning with, with just passing skills. The gains is, is, is tremendous. So, so if you look free state rugby, um, obviously you coach the free state side, women's side there, but the development within the free state setup, um, is there a lot of support from the free state rugby union? Do you guys have club rugby where the, where the ladies actually participate at specific clubs or is it a battle for Marley self to try out follow you on, on social media so I see how much work you do in the background but your support structures to try and make this happen because there's such a there's such a uh, opportunity here for for women's rugby worldwide to take place and no better place than in the free state in the winter months when you train <laughs> oh yeah definitely so I have a lot of support from from the union right. I have a lot of support from from free state coaches uh, uh, Albert Kier is uh, willing to assist with kicking sessions and uh, I, we have Malusi uh, um, keen to help with uh, with um, with attack play and, and so oh, on. We yeah. have uh, CUT always willing to give us their, uh, their fields and, and, and with lights and, and, and the union really, uh, we, we have a lot of support in, in the free state. Just, I'm really lucky. Just another question from our side with regards to your development. Um, obviously, when you started, I can only assume it would have been senior ladies. Um, is, there, is there a plan in place where you now start focusing on school kids, let's say under 16 or 18, and, and obviously start building from there so that they are not late bloomers like yourself? Oh, that, that, that's the main aim. But it's the, the, uh, there's two things that I, that I think that we still battle with in South Africa. We definitely battle with it in, in the free state. And that's um, headmasters are not too keen to bring the, the game into, in, into the schools. Yeah, and really parents. Cool. Parents don't want their, 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 their daughters. Uh, right. And that's not only dads. It's moms as well. They don't want their, their, their uh, daughters playing rugby. It's definitely unique or definitely not unique yeah. to, to the free, free state. state. That's a uh, fact. It's yeah. a massive challenge yeah, yeah. for us as well. Um, and even at club level, um, being involved in the Mums and Toti Rugby Club, even at club level, we battle to get the, um, the girls in. And you can see the mums and dads don't really want their girls to play. So it, it is a battle. 
how do you think we we address that how do we fix that to get people and and especially parents then and and principals as you said how do we fix that to get them to understand that we want to have the ladies play the game and and that it's it's safe enough and it's a good enough game for them to play I think a good place to start is with tag rugby. I really, really like um, tag rugby. Um, you, uh, um, the, the fact that you have to go for a tag yes. uh, or, already puts you, get you into that body position. That's that's a perfect body position for 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 tackling. And then if we if if we can maybe set up a league of, of tag or touch and progress from there on slowly, um, I think that's a that's a, a good way to go. You know, Marlies, I don't think that was a trick question, and I'm smiling because just by fluke, Cass and myself had a had a meeting with the with a development officer from yes. Sharks Rugby last week, okay. and uh, from a development side. So, so when I say this, the ladies obviously they more uh, um, what's the word, ladylike, and hence yeah. the fact that the parents don't want them to go there, but the girls obviously want to play. And we had a similar discussion from a development point of view, and not a, not specifically a woman's side, but just no, plain development. Just in general, yeah. And that is the first point of reference that they went to as well and said it has to start with tag yeah, rugby, yeah. just so that you get used to it. I mean, there's a little bit of bumping and whatever in that, but then you start getting, and from there on, you progress. So... Well done in that. I'm glad you read our script before we sent it to you. <laughs> no, but it's good yeah. to know because obviously, speaking from a Sharks perspective now, yeah. and speaking from Free State perspective, um, obviously they're all on, on, on par and, and I think that's, that's actually great. So how do we start this, Maurice? How, how do we get people now interested in, 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 in tag rugby? How, how do you think will be the, or what will be the best avenue to take to get people interested in tag rugby? I don't think the ladies is the problem. I think there's a lot of girls that that is um, that that's uh, that's interested. Was yeah. I've been to the Action Sports Arena to try and recruit some of the netball girls that that um, I think fit in greatly uh, with the game. Um, I think I, I think what we need to do is is maybe um, just uh, take. We need influential people to to approach yes. <clears throat> maybe schools and then and 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 then set up a proper league and. And, and, and take it from there. No, Should, I, I shouldn't agree with that you, be 100%. a top-down initiative that we start with a Saru, uh, top-down, and then get it through to the franchises, to the bigger franchises, the yeah. Cheetos and the Sharks and those guys, and 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 force it through from from the top. I I think so. Yes, I think I think the ladies lose out a, a lot if you look at, at varsity sports. There's varsity yes. sports, netball, yeah. and and all others, but there's no no rugby. And even if we start just with with sevens or or touch or something like that, but no. but um, but I agree. I, I think it should be a, a from the top down. Um, it it worked uh, well a couple of years back when I when I started. There was pressure on universities to field the team, and that's how yes. we got into the CU how I got into the CUT side. I think that's a good way to go. Um, Marilise, just uh, moving away from the physical contact point of view in 15 or 7s, obviously you do officiating and that as well. And for even for the guys that don't want to play rugby anymore, I think it's, it's too late when you stop playing rugby to start officiating. I think they should actually start introducing that at schoolboy level already or goal level yes. where they get involved in that and then you the referee... Uh, primary school game or something like that and as you go along um, what I want to ask you here is there's, there's, you know if you look at Amy um, 
Amy Barrett. Barrett Tron, for yeah. argument's Barrett sake. Tron, yeah. uh, she's done phenomenally well. And so I can name a few ladies worldwide that has done well. Um, and then the people that are in the system that look up to and say, but wait a minute. I want to do I can't play or I'm maybe too scared to make contact, whatever the reason is, but I love rugby and I want to get involved. How would one then go that route? Because obviously I agree with you, to get the girls involved ideally would be at a school school level. Yes. I mean, there's so many kids there. I mean, they played, some schools play touch rugby, so it's a similar to tag rugby in, in that sense. Um, but even from an officiating point of view, I mean, you're fortunate enough to, to do a few varsity cup matches and sit in the box and so forth. How would we go that route to get them involved? Um, well, obviously, uh, you have to have the love of rugby, which I think uh, there's a lot of, of, of girls. Um, Amy's uh, story was uh, she uh, she played with me. She's... Uh, She's a, uh, I think it's three times Springbok. She's a touch Springbok and a seven Springbok and a 15 Springbok. Um, and she got an injury and at a field in Cape Town, I, I asked her, but why doesn't she become an, uh, fish, uh, a rugby official? And, and, and she was a bit wary about it. And, and, and it took, um, like it, it, it took uh, a, 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 a bit of a push. A bit of a nudge. Um, yeah. but, but I mean, yeah. she's done extremely well. Yes. Um, I think again introduction um, at school level um, I think uh, the age uh, that uh, that that the the players or the, the um, uh, people are, yeah. are allowed to be get, get involved is at 16 but I think we, we we should bring it down a bit especially yeah, primary schools you can yeah. you could just run touch correct um, even if that's your first of, board of, of, mm. of, of, there's a lot of people with, with Sorry? No, no, continue. There's, there's a lot of young people with, um, with, with the attitude that, that will be able uh, to, to officiate. At, at that's for sure. Level. I can agree with that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's a lot of officiating. Um, in, in, in talking about development, don't you think we should, should shift the focus slightly with development and, and broaden that horizon to bring officials and, and club administrators and all of those facets of the game. Uh, I say club uh, administrator, but administrators, um, your, your team managers and your, your, your um, uh, or, organizational administrators, bring that into your development as well. I think there's a lot of people or a lot of um, youngsters standing next to the field that know that they can't really play for some or another reason. Um, whether it's uh, a disability or what, what, yeah. whatever it might be. And they actually pull away from the game because they believe that they can't play. But they don't, or we don't, show them all the other avenues. Don't you think we should just broaden that scope a little bit and say, you know, you can get involved in the game in different facets. You, you don't have to go and play on the field. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that that the information is out there. I don't yes. think it's easy easy to go. It's it, it's not even easy for 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 girls to get uh, to know that there is rugby. I mean, yes. there's there's still places we get to. As I say there's women's rugby. So yeah. um, I think I, I think um, exposure. Uh, yes. We need a bit of exposure, um, but not not always. I mean, it's not necessary uh, game or 
exposure in the games. Maybe yes. maybe at a club game, uh, just have a have, have the curtain raiser yeah. or, or, yes. or something like that. But but yes, all the avenues. I think uh, the information then, should be out there. Yeah, something like now with the with a sevens tournament where they actually brought the women's game in amongst the. The, the, the men's broadcasts. Uh, I think something like that now, and, and they should actually do it with the Six Nations as well, with the, with the um, Six Nations ladies tour with the men and they play with the men. But you never see those games. They never bring those games in with them like they've done with the Sevens now, which was actually phenomenal. I think it was brilliant. Watching a women's game directly after one rugby. of the... Yeah, right. and it's all. It, it's brilliant. I, I think that was brilliant, and I think we should see much more of that, and we should see it in the in the yeah. URC and, and, and with our Curry Cup and, and all of those games. I agree. But the Tux women side is really is, is doing really well and they're touring all all over. Yeah. They 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 are really really an organized side. You're talking about the Tux side. I didn't even know the Tux has got a women's side. It's I mean once again it's, it's that's why you must watch Touchline. You just heard it at Touchline for yes, the first time. Watch <laughs> Touchline. Thanks, my list. You first heard that on Touchline. <laughs> <laughs> but at least just quickly, um, we obviously want to talk quite a bit of other rugby like the URC and Six Nations and that. If we can just go to the Varsity Cup quickly. How did you get involved in the Varsity Cup? What do you do? When our viewers and our listeners now watch a specific game, where can they find you? Um, I am a timekeeper uh, with with Varsity Cup uh, with the Varsity Cup now. It's just um, just another avenue that was uh, available. I, I don't think that many people know how many how many referees it takes, right. match officials it yeah. takes just to just to to run one one game. The TMO. I think I, I think it, at some of the games it can go up to nine yeah. nine officials for one game, um, and uh, that was one of the 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 available. Um, uh, avenues and and just to to stay close to the game. And then, do you do you like a referee for arguments? Say, get the opportunity to go to different stadia, or are you basically just based in in Cheetah Land? No, I'm I'm basically with with that. I'm basically ba based here. But there's also avenues you can also move up, um, and and then with with tests. You know, so you get a, a uh, you get a, a test uh, timekeeper uh, level okay, as nice. well. Uh, where where you'd be able to to go to different stadiums with the tests. So obviously you can't just do it. You need to do exams and whatever. It's just not a someone sitting there. You actually need to know what you're doing. <laughs> no, yeah, you need to know. <laughs> but at least before we carry on, quick quiz. Hmm. Put your seatbelt on. Put Here your seatbelt on. Quick quiz. <laughs> uh, what was your first car? And what do you drive now? Uh, my first car was uh, a City Golf, a red and white City Golf, um, and uh, I drive a Suzuki Desire now. Pizza or pasta? I like them both. Yeah. I, I like them both. It depends on the 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 situation. Uh, uh, absolute no no on your plate. Overly done steak. I like mine blue. <laughs> That's blue. a free state. <laughs> Best holiday destination. Uh, I prefer exotic island or anywhere I can snorkel or do. A mum's and dote is a very nice place. If you have space in your <laughs> kit bag, I'm available. <laughs> <laughs> dream job when you were little. Uh, sorry? Your dream, dream job. job. Yeah. I wanted to be a professional athlete. 
rugby player. I was an 800 meters athlete. Yeah, That's I wanted to it. be a professional athlete. I thought you would have said a, a referee or a coach or something. Yes. Uh, <laughs> a moment on the field you would rather forget. Uh, I, I, I thought about that a bit um, in my lifetime, uh, but I, I haven't had. Uh, I think the, the the most embarrassing moment was at a full Twickenham Stadium. Uh, where I officiated a, 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 a sevens final between uh, Australia and, and England, and and I was making the mark for a scrum, and and, and I lost uh, my 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 words. My English was like airtime, and it. <laughs> and that it was done. You ran out of airtime. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so the Australian girl uh, assisted me, and I said, I just said what she said. <laughs> Good for her. You see, you guys work now, well together. I see that, yeah. Now, tell us, what's the way forward? Where, where is Marilies going from here? Well, I, when, I, um, when I talk to other people, I say I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to coach the Springbok, uh, the Springbok women's side. I want to. That's my aim. I would like to end up there. Great no. attitude. Yeah, no, great attitude. And, and you know, as I said earlier, there is such a hunger for women's rugby, women's sport, to be honest, worldwide. Yes. But rugby, they say rugby, women's rugby is the fastest growing sport in the world at the moment. So oh. I think if we, if we put our thinking hats on and we get it right, as you said, start with yes. tag rugby and get the schools involved and get the right channels in place. And I agree with you, Saru, Saru may be pushing... So like we have specific tournaments, so you have a ladies' tournament, even if you combine it, I think we'll be on the right track. Definitely. Right, can we talk some URC, United Rugby Championship? Um, games played, Zebra Bulls. Zebra 7, Bulls 45. Then the Leinster Lions. Uh, Leinster 21, Lions 13. Unfortunately, we lost that one. And then... Uh, Canark 17, Stormers 19, Benetton 7, Sharks 29. Uh, Mark, if I can ask you um, comments on those games? Well, firstly, going back to the Bulls, we spoke about it last week. We did say they're playing Zebra, and Zebra is last on the log, so it should have been an easier game for them, which obviously it proved. Look, firstly, we need to say that when at the end of last year, when the Bulls went to play in the Northern Hemisphere when they played Italy in the final. Yeah. Uh, we were without our Springboks. Yes. They had all the internationals. Now it's a similar, and when the URC started at the end of last year, all our teams toured up there. We battled against them because they didn't have yes. the internationals. So all our internationals are back now and theirs aren't. So from a Bulls point of view, we always knew it's going to be so-called easy. And the points showed that at the end of the day, and well-deserved. And maybe that is what the Bulls just needed to kickstart their season again, because I yes. think they've been on a bit of a rocky road. Cool. Elise? Um, I agree with, uh, with him. Uh, the, uh, the Bulls, I think, had, a, had an easy game. Yes. Um, the uh, Lions, on the other hand, I think was a, 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 was a surprise. Um, it was a surprise. Uh, for, for one of the top of, of, of the log um, teams. Yeah. Um, uh, but but it seems like we we always battle when when we play abroad. I think the conditions and, and everything plays Some, a role. Yeah, something on the Lions game. Um, if it wasn't for those two quick tries, that that short period that the Lions lost concentration, and and Leinster scored those quick two tries, I think this game would have been totally different. 
could have gone the other way, yes. It could have gone the other yeah, way. And I, I think the Lions you. did well then. I think, I think I agree with you. I think the difference, and that's probably why Leinster won. Um, the difference is Leinster is like a so-called all-black side. They yeah. know what they have. They know what they can do. They back themselves regardless of if their top players are available. Yeah. So they would go into any game believing they're the best team on the planet, yes. and that's how they focus. Where the Lions at the moment, and we were fortunate to have Ricardo Lopesha, we spoke about that, we spoke about how positive they are, yeah. how they've been developing, and, and, and. And the results, unfortunately, speak for itself. I mean, Marlies, you've been a player yourself. You know, if you, if you keep losing, keep losing. Yeah. The coaches can talk as much as they want to. They can have the best structures involved. If the players start not believing i think that's a problem and you know when 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 the um, when the lions scored that try later in the second half i mean it was a close call four well, points in it well seven points in it eight points <laughs> in it yeah. um when they scored that try there wasn't smiles there was no high fives it just got up and they you know so it's as if their belief has gone another thing that i picked up and i don't i don't know if it is like that and and ricardo might might uh, give us a call after this. I don't think the Lions <laughs> are as fit as they ought no, to they, be at this level. And don't. I think, you know, normally when the underdogs are within within reach in the last five or ten minutes, they're there. But I think they ran out of steam. Yeah. Talking about fitness, if you if you look at the Canuck, um Stormers game, the Stormers almost lost that game in those last 10, 15 minutes. They, they almost threw it away. Yeah, look, it's always going to be difficult. Nacht is a great side, you know, so, um, yeah, I'm just happy the Sharks won. <laughs> Any comments on those games, Stormers, um, Knock, and then Benetton, Sharks? Um, I, I, I watched, I didn't watch the, I didn't watch the Stormers game, I don't think, but I, but, um, but the Stormers is, they really doing well. I'm really, yes. um, I think I, I'm 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 glad the Hendrick brothers are back, both the one with the Lions and and the one at the at the Sharks. I think they're brilliant players. Um, I think uh, playing against Italian um, uh, sides is, uh, is is obviously um, a easier is a easier match, um, but but we we'll see how it goes. And I, I agree with you. Look, we we spoke about it often about the Sharks going to Benetton. Yes, Benetton beat. The Bulls in the Bulls. final last year, yeah. but yet again I say this: um, the Irish sides, the Italian sides, all the teams we're playing against in the URC are without their, their top players because they're part of the Six Nations. Yeah. So this is a time that uh, we need to step up to the plate and we but need to make it count. But even the Stormers' performance, and you're 100% right, Marlies, they've been playing better rugby um, compared to in the beginning. Um, but with their Springboks back, similar to the Sharks, I mean the Sharks have the most Springboks back. And uh, we haven't hit our straps yet, you know. And, and obviously, we did well. We got a bonus point against uh, Benetton. Yes. And the, the the nice part is just we're back to winning ways. We're starting. I just feel for the Lions. I think the Lions just need that one game, just to get their motivation back. Hundred percent. If we can quickly go then to um, under twenties. I see the under twenties has started now. Um, the Lions Eastern Province game was stopped due to bad weather, a thunderstorm that came in. But the Lions were up. 42-0 half-time, and then they never took to the field again. The That's game why the Thunder was there, to stop it early. To stop it. <laughs> <laughs> so there, our under-20s did very well. Um, the Bulls and the Leopards, I think that was a bit of a, a David and Goliath um, situation. The Bulls 
uh, 74 and uh, the leopards 28 and then the sharks western province 17 20 17 to the sharks 20 to western province um but at least your your thoughts on those games there's under 20 developing um, i don't think the, the the games are air but um i've uh, i've listened to to especially um uh, what the bulls were doing um i think they they are really clever going about it um uh, drawing someone like vessel duplessis coaching coaching the yes. squad and, uh, and and having that such a ma magnificent um, uh, time with uh, with Great College, I I think um, I, I I think that that we're going to see a lot more of the Bulls because of of, of how the the younger players are shaped. Yes, no, I agree 100%. And Jake White has done phenomenally. I mean, yes. when he when he came back, the Bulls senior side did well, and they they excelled in what and everyone was talking, but. Now, all of a sudden, they've taken a bit of a dip, although they're still great side and they're yeah. still up there. They, they're not setting the world alight like they did in the beginning with all the cups that they'd won. But same time when he came in, he spoke about, he spoke about their junior rugby. Yes. Um, he brought the big guys back in the senior rugby, not focusing too much on senior rugby, yeah. but for the big guys. But he put the right people in place, the coaching structures and the players that they bought and whatever. And I mean, I know it's early days. That uh, 74 points, and I say it with respect as well, for a smaller union against the Leopards, but you still have to put it on the board. What they didn't do in the second half is execute as much as they did in the first yes. half, because halftime was 50-57. Obviously, yes. the Leopards came back a little bit, and the, and the, and the Bulls slacked down a bit. Um, and then just if you look at the Western Province Sharks game, the seniors have had our numbers in the last two games. We drew the one and lost the other one, except for Curry Cup. And uh, hopefully that was the last time that Western Province beat us. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope so. Just just to get back to the to the Bulls and Jake White. Jake White's a very strong believer in getting the club structures right, and he and mm -hmm. he actually forces his um, international and national uh, yeah international players and his provincial players to actually go back to their clubs to to go and play for their clubs, and I think that also contributes to the to the under twenties coming coming through strongly. You know how good they are. They have now, the Bulls, have now announced a tournament where they've invited the top or the winning teams of the Premiership sides throughout of South Africa to a competition at the Bulls. Rovers and KZN is one of the teams that have been invited to go and play. So you're 100% right. That's part of their, and, and obviously, yeah, it shows they're not only giving back or developing within their own province, but they're taking it outside of them. maybe it's to recruit i don't know but they're very <laughs> clever so uh, maybe it is to recruit um then if we can move on to um the world cup sevens i see the tickets has opened up um some of them quite expensive i see they range from 150 rand to 1750 rand um, the world cup taking place in cape town on the 9th to the 11th of september your thoughts on that marilise the women's the women's world cup there's the women's world cup sevens uh well the world cup sevens yeah that's mean yeah. 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 but, but you guys will be there as well they? uh no not necessarily uh um uh, um the the the, the springbok women will be there be, because yes. of uh obviously because of of, yeah. of we're the hosting nation um, so will we be there? I hope our preparation. There's already been a camp, uh, and I hope the preparation went went well. It would, would be nice. We 
in 2009 we were um, fourth, ranked fourth in the world and, and we dropped out a bit. So uh, it would be lovely to, to get back on the wars again there. Yes. So would you, would you be involved at all or not really? Um, I don't know at this stage. Um, there is a, um, a, a couple of positions that, that, that we can fill, but uh, we, they, there's no certainty yet. No. No, I'd love to be there, though. Yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine. So would we, by the way. So, <laughs> no, and, 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 you know, to, to get it back to South Africa, I know it's a World Cup now, but, I mean, we've lost out on, I think it's the last two or three yes. World Series in, in Cape Town. And to have it back in Cape Town, and I mean, with the setting and whatever, there's no better place in the world than yeah. So no, it's, that's it's a, great. That's a sevens mecca. Um, Six Nations, the Six Nations this past weekend, Ireland 57, Italy 6. Um, England, which was a bit of a surprise to me, I thought Wales was going to do much better there. Uh, England 23, Wales 19. And then Scotland, France, that was also one to watch. Scotland 17, France 36, and that in Scotland. Um, Marilise, you were talking about France, uh, France being a, a pretty good side and a side to watch. I know Mark has, in the last couple of weeks, said that um, France-Ireland, and it was the France-Ireland game, the one that, uh, that wins that game is the one to watch, and France won it. Your thoughts on that one? I think what France is doing right is, is, is they have their structures in place, and, yes. and then uh, I think they've got a, a minister of sport is, 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 a, is a, a former rugby player, so I think that, that, that helps the game a lot. Um, and, and, and obviously the, the juniors are also doing extremely well. Um, so I, I think, I think um, the work they, they've done in the past really sets them up for, for what's happening now. I think they definitely a team to watch out for in the World Cup. And I think, uh, you know, speak France alone, the one thing, I mean, there's many things that they got right. So, so give Fabian Galtier and, and, and his coaches credit where credit is due. The one thing that they've got right over the years is that they are more consistent than they used to be. Yes. You know, in, in the past you go, it depends on which French side actually pitches to play the game, and then you see they're undercooked or not, and you close them. Now, I mean, even in the Six Nations, they come from behind already to win. I mean, at the end of the last year, and I think that's probably what gave them their, their biggest boost was when they beat New Zealand. Um, so they and they're planning as spot on for, for World Cup glory next year. And I can tell you now, and I'll go to Jacques Ninaber and them as well, the team that goes to France has to beat the French in France. Otherwise, yes. it's going to be a tough World Cup. 100%. Then England-Wales. Um, Marilise, your thoughts on England-Wales? I think England is really um, is uh, their defence is 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 really good. Yes. I think it's a it's a tough team to get to get past and to make meters. It's it's uh, it's quite agonising watching <laughs> them playing and set up and set up phases after phases and and, and not going anyway. But but uh, I think that's credit to to definitely their coaching staff. No, definitely, and and I think uh, even uh, Eddie Jones is still under the cosh. There's still yes. rumours that he needs to leave and that, but, you know, he's only lost one game, and that's to France. And, I mean, France has been beating everyone. Yes, I hear you. 19-23 is not a, it's not a great score. For an England side that has actually punted to, to have won the Six Nations, but yet again, similar to our lines, if there's a little bit of trouble in the camp and everyone's not happy, it affects them. And I don't think, I don't think the listeners, or, or the, not the listeners, our, uh, the rugby followers, 
out there, as Marlies said now, you don't know how many officiators there are in a game. Yes. I don't think rugby followers really understand what an impact anything that goes wrong on a tour or in a game can actually affect you on that specific day. But uh, for South African sake, I'm glad the bombs are battling. <laughs> <laughs> then Ireland, Italy, I think that was expected, yeah. that Ireland would have would have yeah. beaten Ireland Italy. Ireland is very strong. Yes, they are strong. Okay, very so strong. if I can put you on the spot here, um, the Ireland-Italy game, and I agree with you, we, we all said Ireland should be too strong, and yes, they were. To be honest with you, I think if I was the Irish coach, I wouldn't have been happy with that score at all, for the simple reason that Italy played with 13 men for most of the game, uh, definitely with yeah. 14 from the beginning. Yeah. So what had happened there was the, the hooker, the Italian hooker got injured, replacement hooker came on, he was cited for illegal play, shoulder to head, they couldn't find any mitigating circumstances to keep him on the field and he was subbed. All right, so obviously, well, subbed, he was given a red card. And then the law states, because it's the front row, you have to take someone yes. else off to bring another player on because you are now going to go uncontested because of a card. And I mean, to be honest, 15 men on the field against Italy, I mean, Italy against Ireland is always going to be difficult. To play with 13 men, firstly, the team's morale goes south, mm. and then you need to try and, I mean, you play with passion in the heart because that's your country, you're defending for your life. But, I mean, the poor Italians hardly saw the ball. And, you know, later on, I don't even think the Irish enjoyed scoring because they didn't look excited for scoring, and who can blame no. them? Because, in theory, it's no contest. So, yeah. as I said, I'm going to throw you under the bus. As a coach, let's go twofold here, please, Marlies, if you don't mind. So, as a coach... If you were the coach of the Italian side, how do you motivate them to, to continue? If I can ask that first question. Oh, I think that's a, that's a very difficult one. I mean, uh, obviously, they've got to make up two spots. So the work that needs to go in there, um, I, 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 think it's a, I think it's a lot. That's a, that's a real difficult one. Uh, as, as, like you said, I mean, the morale goes south. When, when something like that happens, and I think they, they need to definitely uh, have a look at, at, at the law, especially at that level. Well, it, it, it's like a red card in a sevens final, that, 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 uh, like a sevens final where, where, where then, then you know what the outcome of the game is going to be. No, 100%. And then I, I agree with that because, you know, a fit side has to work so much harder. If that was the All Blacks for arguments, right? Yes. Um, I think they would fight harder because they are passionate and they believe in themselves and they believe in the structures. So then just on an on a officiating point of view um, and, and knowing the laws and, and things like that, I mean, obviously it's a disadvantage, a massive disadvantage to, to the side to lose two players. In theory, you actually lose three because now it's a scrum first up. You have to lose either a flanker or a winger or whatever the coach decides. Um, because you've now lost someone and you have to bring someone on and then you have to lose. So in theory, you've lost four players yes. um, and you can't play. So from an officiating point of view, obviously I don't think any ref that is, that is officiating that game would find it a nice, a nice card to give because I think, I think they're all human in any case and they feel for the opposition. But as an official, if you can, if you can talk out... Don't you think that's one of the laws that they need to look at? And I don't know how to tweak it, but definitely not send an extra player off. 
No, no, I, I really think that, that uh, say for instance with the red card, if, if, if they could have a, a Sinbin period, the same as, yes. as, 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 as the yellow card, yep. but maybe send in uh, uh, another player uh, earlier um, and then, uh, and then if not let, uh, let that, the red carded player um, take part back. in the game mm. uh, yes. further. But I think it's really something that, that, that they need to look at. Yeah, I think it sours the whole game, and yeah. you know, one team yeah, is completely, completely out of it. And the heat is also uh, like, if if you look at at a, at a, um, a match official, so there's a, a set of uh, rules. There's your your law book, and then uh, especially with red cards, so there's this uh, this structure that we need to look at. Yeah. Um, uh, for instance, this is red, and this is your mitigating uh, mitigating um, circumstances and, and and things like that. And and refs are also reviewed after each game. You have yeah. to give you and you get reviewed so so you also at at, at, a, at, a, at a position where you could lose uh, another appointment yeah. so so you have to you have to adhere to that i'm i'm glad you and brought it's, it's uh, not I'm, a very popular position to be <laughs> <laughs> no, I can imagine. i'm glad you brought that up because a lot of a lot of spectators believe the referees don't get reviewed after the game especially if you look at the different the different interpretations not only let you can only call name one competition like URC but then you go URC curry cup wherever it is and you see all same rule I mean we've seen it on TV how many times for a red card I hit tackle or whatever and some get away with it some get a yellow card some get a red card and it's it's actually crazy so it's good that you're saying that they are that they are reviewed after the game but what the what the public is saying there's obviously no repercussion because you could have cost the the opposite side that now lost um, because of that yeah. red card or yellow card, you know. In any case, we're not yet to discuss that. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. Um, I think that brings us to to our discussion. Um, we're running out of time. Marlies, thank you very much. We really appreciate your input and your time. Um, very nice thank chatting you. to you. Um, pleasure having you with us. Thank yeah. you. Thank you for having me. Thanks, Marlies. And uh, we'll definitely push on your button again, maybe after the, after the Varsity Cup and closer to the to the sevens and uh, I'm sure our our listeners would like to, to hear what you have to say again. So thank you very much for your time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, in closing, I want to ask our listeners and our viewers to please subscribe to our YouTube channel, uh, Touchline by Chat Sapphire, and then also to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, please go and have a look and uh follow us we will be we will be here and we would like to hear from you so please follow us mark thank you very much really appreciate um nice talking to you again and having your insight in the game thanks guys always a pleasure and uh, an honor to be in studio and wonderful to speak to to a lady guest for a change 100%. and my yeah. her and free state rugby just continue growing and the women growing in the in the country so women well done in to South her. Africa yes very nice from myself Casper Els and Mark Cameron thank you very much for joining Touchline and have a great rugby week <laughs>